You're listening to the Dear Next Gen podcast with your host, Cece. This show is brought to you by Montage. We're all about bridging gaps between generations through events, stories, and conversations about real stuff. Enjoy these candid chats, and don't forget, your younger self would be proud. I'm going to be very honest. I like to save money, and I like free things, which is why I partner with Oxio and why I chose to switch to Oxio as my Canadian internet provider. I don't know why I said that last part, kind of like an ad, because I genuinely have had zero internet issues since I switched, and I have been saving a lot of money. We did the math on what it would look like to use Oxio for a whole year with the plan that works best for me working from home, doing the podcast, and we use multiple devices, and then what we paid last year for the entire year. It looks bad if you compare it for the big guys. So what I'm going to do to keep this segment, this partnership part of the episode short and sweet is link it in the show notes. I'm just going to link their general website and I want you to take 20 seconds, like less time than you would take to watch a video to just scroll their website very fast. If you are in different parts of Canada, all you do is put in your address and then it will show you different options and I'll let you decide for yourself if you want to give it a try and then you can use the code to try it for free. What is also great is if you are really happy with it at the end, you can give your code and then your friends and your community can all try it for free and every time somebody does that, you get a free month of internet as well. We actually just tried to cancel or pause my dad's internet. He had a contract and basically they made it almost impossible and then They finally kind of agreed. And then the next month, we get an invoice with a random number, no explanation to why we're paying this like $100. And even though the customer service people did not tell us that this was going to be part of it. And it really wasted two hours of my time to just get that refund and talk to them about how it's not okay. And I just realized I have the luxury of using Oxio. A company who actually cares about me, who will text me back if I don't want to do a phone call, if I don't want to sit on a computer for a very long time and wait. And they're so confident that they want long-term customers that they just let you try their internet for 60 days and see how you feel. And if you really don't like it, they'll just give you your money back. So like I said, you can do your own homework linked in the show notes and give it a try, give it a read, give it a peek. Their branding is very, very nice. Their communication style is extremely transparent, and that is why we will be using Oxio beyond this partnership as well. Hello friends, if you are listening to this in real time, it is summer. It has been on and off summer where I live, it has been extremely hot, and then the last two days it rained, so I have no explanation for that other than global warming, but This conversation feels very fitting for the summer warmer seasons. I have been following Tony for a handful of years and what really draw me to keep following her, read all her posts, watch all her videos, is that she was extremely relatable, helpful, educational, and inspiring to me. To be honest, I'm not sure what type of disclaimer to put here because this feels like a very different topic and conversation than just sharing stories about 
eating disorders and body dysmorphia and body positivity. But if this could be a trigger for you, then that's a warning for this episode. But I really encourage you to still check out Tony's content because it is so much about food freedom and healing your relationship with food and just being absolutely real with what your body looks like that it's inspiring instead of condemning in any way, if that makes sense. What you'll notice is that she is a registered dietitian. I think that it makes a big difference when you're talking to a professional, somebody who has studied this, and somebody who's had personal experience with dealing with body image and trying to yeah heal their whole relationship with food and what that looks like. Tony just keeps it real and that is why I asked her to be on the podcast so long ago while she was in school and then we finally had to have this conversation and this is the kind of topic that I think is missing in a lot of the general space. People are mentioning their experiences but they're not talking to professionals and they're not shedding a light into how you can do things in a positive way just kind of talking about what to avoid what not to do what diet is trending and all of that stuff on a personal note personal note this summer is probably the biggest i have ever been in terms of clothing size but it is the most free i have ever felt regardless and Partially, it is because I know what's going on with my health a bit more than I did before, and I know that I am living in a lot of food freedom. If I want to eat something, I will eat it, and if my body and my mouth is not craving sugar in that moment and want something salty, then I will do that too. And I think in the past, growing up dancing or around family and friends who were really honest about, oh, you've gained weight or, oh, like, you look good or not, made me have just different reactions to things and different precautions into what I was sharing, what I was saying, or I would second guess everything that I would eat that I enjoyed. So if you can relate to that, then you're not alone. Something that I'm seeing a lot of in terms of fashion trends is less fabric in the summer obviously is what is common there is a research of baggier clothing and less fitted things which i am 100 percent here for for the sake of comfort i actually have a lot of cargo pieces and certain sweatsuits that make me feel extremely confident so I'm embracing wearing what I feel good in, and I hope you can do that too, especially in the summer season or as you go into the fall, we go back to just kind of the busyness of what fall leading up to the holidays looks like. I really want to encourage you to just rock your body that you've been giving that is keeping you alive, that is doing things, autoimmune system things that we don't even comprehend or really think about very often and I encourage you to remember that other people even those who feel extremely confident those that you would say are super beautiful and fit and what your standard of maybe ideal physical appearance looks like just remember that those people 
also have doubts. They're also struggling. And I'm not really a professional in this field, but all that I would say is that I realized later in life, I wish I knew this earlier in high school, I would tell my younger self that nobody is looking at you as much as you are looking at yourself. And that being said, I would avoid wearing certain types of tops for a very long time. And there came a point where I realized I am checking and fixing my shirt, fixing things, fixing my bathing suit way more than I need to because nobody is paying attention. They're all paying attention to themselves and what they look like. And that was a big, fun awakening for me to go, all right, maybe somebody will comment something at the very beginning and then they're really not paying attention later. And that is a lot of freedom for me personally. So anyways, I hope you enjoyed this conversation and I hope that you feel comfortable sharing it with friends or that you start a conversation with the people around you about just confidence and how you guys can encourage each other and be there for each other and support each other when it comes to this topic. Hello and welcome back to the Dear Next Gen podcast. Today, I'm chatting with Tony. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yes, I've told you this before, and I'm going to be honest that I have wanted you to be on the podcast before I even started it. You're on my list. (laughs) You're on my list of people that has just genuinely been really good about sharing your story, being authentic, no filter type of content that It's just not always what you see on social media. So I just want to applaud you for talking about things that aren't always common and then being really a big advocate about what you believe in. Yeah, thank you so much. That honestly means the world. And right back at you ever since you told me about Montage, I am like 100% behind it. I think it's so cool what you're doing here. And also, I just love all the values and everything that you're putting out. So yeah, I'm super excited. It's great. We can be fans of each other's work. Mm-hmm. I love that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Exactly. Well, before I get into done with dieting and your experiences and your expertise from school and life, I want to ask you what we ask everybody. What advice would you give your high school self? Mm-hmm. This is such a loaded question because I feel like all of us, when we think back to our high school selves, there are so many pieces of advice we could give. But to narrow it down, I would say the main thing that I would tell my high school self is first, not to take nutrition advice from a like social media influencer unless they have um, a degree in dietetics and nutrition. Um, don't take nutrition advice willy-nilly from influencers. That was one of my major downfalls. And then the second piece of advice just adding on to that is um, changing you're never going to feel confident in your body if you're constantly trying to change it. So Hmm. trying to shrink your body, trying to change it to fit whatever the current beauty standard is, it's never going to bring true lasting confidence and happiness and like respect for your body. Wow. I know personally, I needed to hear that today. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. I would have heard that as a teenager as well. Yeah. It, it resonates across generations, which I like, but it's also not a topic that I find is common in day to day or in Mm -hmm. media. And if they do, it's just like you've posted about before. It's just hashtag body positivity and that's it. Like what, Mm -hmm. where, you know, what is the history, the background? What, how can I tangibly 
change my mindset and and all of that. Totally. Yeah. Well, first of all, like it's so normal. There's like astounding statistics. I don't remember the exact number, so I'm not going to reference it. But basically, the majority of women don't feel enough in their body as it is. And it's so sad to think of that this there's so much messaging coming at us from a young age that we're also mainly valued as women. We're the focus is on our appearance. The focus is on our body, what it looks like, how it appears to the male gaze, all of these different things. And we really internalize that. And I find when you're in high school and when you're um, graduating and when you're going to university, things like that, and you're trying to figure out like who you are and what you want to do um, a lot. I feel like you could figure that out a lot quicker if you're not focusing on trying to change your body and trying to focus on your appearance. I think um, mm. thinking back to my high school self, I personally, I struggled with body image and then I eventually went on to struggle with disordered eating and an eating disorder. And it all kind of started with looking on social media and seeing that my body wasn't the same body type as these fitness or just like general influencers I was following. And then first, like I said, taking nutrition advice from them and in the help in the means of trying to um, make my body look more like theirs. And it just led to a really negative relationship with food and my body. And um, yeah, it, it was, it was not a great experience. That's why I think it's so important to recognize, Hey, I know everyone's telling you that you need to change your body to feel more confident in it, but that's just BS. That that isn't is what that's not what's going to help you feel confident in your body. Feeling confident in your body is going to come from respecting yourself no matter what shape, no matter what size, no matter how it compares to the current stupid unrealistic beauty standards. Mm -hmm. It it comes from within. And sometimes that's really hard to hear, but the sooner you're able to kind of accept it and like have that seed be planted in your mind and learn to nurture your body, the better. Like if you, mm. if my high school self knew that, I don't know where I'd be today because I wasted so many years stuck in that like food and body kind of negative cycle. Yeah. And it's hard not to be. So we, mm -hmm. I'm sure you've had grace for your younger self and we have grace for ourselves day to day when you look in the mirror or you have to get rid of clothes that don't fit and you go you, you have to change your mindset into you know it's just the season I'm in things have changed now that you have this new confidence and a new mindset with with it it's normal and I want to normalize that there are days where you still don't feel like I love my body 100% oh yeah okay so yeah that's another thing I want to talk about great point it's I think um a lot of the times now we're thinking you have to go from, yeah, feeling like you always need to change your body, not feeling comfortable in it, like not liking what you see in the mirror to being like, oh my God, I love my body no matter what. And that's not realistic at all. Even so for me, I'm trying to focus on something more, it's called body neutrality. And so it's taking the focus away from our appearance and away from like body image and, and focusing more on what's on the inside and just feeling neutral towards our body and respecting mm. it for what it can do for us rather than what it looks like. Because you're right. It's, there's so many days where I wake up and I'm, I don't like what I look in the mirror, but the difference is I wake up and I see, I have that like intrusive thought see, saying like, Oh, I don't like what I look like. And then I recognize, Oh, that's just, that's just a thought. That's not who I am. There's so much more about my body and I just let mm -hmm. it go rather than acting on it and trying to change the way I eat or the, change the way I exercise to try and act on that thought. Yeah. 
That's great. I wanted to make sure we touch on that for people who maybe are in a different stage where they feel like they have this new confidence. I personally remember being right out of high school and it's bad. I've definitely said to people and to myself, like my peak was in like grade 12 high school. Like that's when I looked my best. Those are the photos that I look at and think, oh, this is when I was extra healthy and, you know, just the, I weighed less and I looked better and my face was less round, all these things. And then I think back to actually how I live my day to day where I could not leave the house without getting ready. I was taking advice from influencers, buying these things that you mix with water that cost a lot of money that say mm. they're going to shred pounds and extra fat, going to the gym for the wrong reasons and not really taking care of my overall wellness. Is that kind of why you felt like it was important to share on social media and how do you balance yeah, wanting to take care of your body but also not making it your entire personality mm-hmm, totally and yeah I can totally relate also like our bodies change so much throughout mm-hmm. every every age like every decade our bodies are so wonderful and the things that they can do for us and every different age serves a different like purpose. So um, I think looking at it from that overall perspective is like, what else have you gained when your body changed, you know? And so like you said, like you were in your mindset was not as great when you were younger and it wasn't, it didn't feel healthy for you. And now you're able to be at a more like balanced, neutral place where maybe your body looks different, but you're probably a lot happier and you're doing all these amazing things for young women. You're helping so many other people. You're doing amazing in your career. And so it just shows when you take the focus off of your body, how much more you can achieve. But Mm. to get back to your question of how do you kind of find that balance between wanting to be um, like fuel your body in a healthy way without making it your entire personality, because that's what happened to me, too. I was like, oh, I'm going to be healthy and I'm that's all I'm going to think about. That's all I'm going to talk about. I was like looking up Pinterest and like recipes all the time, like hashtag green juice, smoothies, everything Mm -hmm. like that's all I lived and breathed. And um. I think it's a lot easier than we think if there's so just a bit of my background. I'm now um, doing my fifth year placement to become a dietitian. So at the end of June, I'll be graduating as a registered dietitian, which if someone hasn't heard that term before, it's basically it's like a registered nutritionist. So it's the um, regulated term in Canada. So if you're Canadian Mm -hmm. and you're looking for nutrition advice, go to a dietitian, basically. And so what I've learned in my schooling is that, yeah, fueling your body in a way that's healthy is so much simpler than we think. Our bodies are really smart and we can trust them. So hmm. learn, like if your body is craving whatever, if it's craving like a sandwich or if it's craving a cookie, being able to listen to that and allowing yourself to eat what you're actually craving because your body is using those nutrients as fuel and as energy. And a fun fact that really kind of helped me was that If you're going to eat a carrot or a cupcake, both of those things are getting broken down into your body into glucose. So your body can't tell the difference between um, glucose from a cupcake or glucose from a carrot. It just Mm. the one difference is it does get metabolized differently. And so for people with diabetes, there's a little bit more to take into it. But for anyone that doesn't have a chronic disease like that, you're it just kind of opens up the gates to realizing, hey, we've put these labels on food, making them good and bad, but our bodies can't tell the difference and our bodies are smart. It will know if you were to eat cupcakes all day, every day, you probably wouldn't feel your body would be like, stop, don't give me any more cupcakes. It's kind of like 
if you ever have been on like a vacation or you've gone camping and you're eating like hot dogs and chips or whatever easy packable food you bring and then you get back and you're like oh my god you know what I could just you I could just really want like a <laughs> fresh salad that's like a, a great example of our bodies being smart and craving the nutrients that we need so mm. I think um simplifying it and just listening to your body and um yeah not taking when when you're looking at advice online um seeing the source is it from someone that is like a healthcare professional or is trained mm -hmm. in that area so like a dietitian and if it's not then kind of taking it with a grain of salt and seeing how that advice makes you feel too mm, that's so good you mentioned just searching things up on pinterest or social media i've definitely been in those what you would call maybe health kick or health reset and do you have do you have advice for when you feel that motivation, what can you do instead of I'm going to diet and I'm going to only go on a juice cleanse and mm -hmm. do fast and all of these trending things mm -hmm. that might not be necessary when, but you have that motivation. Do you have any advice yeah. for somebody in that place? Totally. Yeah. So first of all, I would take a step back and ask, okay, like what's behind this? Like this motivation to kind of want to honor my body is great, but it's coming out more as trying to want to change my body or like, is it, am I trying to change my body? What's behind this? Is there something stressful going on in my life right now that I'm also trying to kind of ignore and I'm trying to control so another area of my life with food? So like I find in times when I'm really stressed with school or with work, my body image gets worse. And the number one way we've been taught to help our body image is to try and control it with food and exercise. And so I, I might feel really motivated to like, yeah, try this juice cleanse, but I'm like, oh, hey, wait, no, that's not, the juice cleanse isn't going to help this stressful situation at work. Maybe I actually have to take a step back and sit like, tell my boss I can't commit to all the things that they asked me to or something like that and kind of recognizing what's the inner motivation behind it. And then if it is coming from a positive place of just wanting to nourish your body, then um, if it's doing you can try it, try whatever you're thinking of, but then seeing, okay, if it's something drastic like a juice cleanse, how did this day one make me feel? Like I bet mm. after day one, you're probably, if it was me, I'd be hangry. I would I'd be, be so hangry. <laughs> like great. I'd be looking at like the food my partner was eating and like drooling and being so annoyed at him for getting to eat like a burger or whatever we're having, whatever he's having for dinner while I'm drinking a juice. So like, if you're noticing like, okay, maybe even though I just wanted to do this to nourish my body, maybe it's not the best path. Like my mental health is now in mm -hmm. the garbage then trying something, trying something else and trying something, um, like I said, going back to finding nutrition advice that's just um, more balanced and say, hey, maybe rather than adding, doing an entire juice cleanse, maybe I'll drink more water in the day. Or I think things like nutrition by addition is a huge one. So like adding mm. something a bright vegetable in at every meal or trying to make a bowl that has like all different colors of the rainbow from produce, things like that. Fun goals that are adding stuff in rather than taking stuff out, I think are really good ways. Yeah, that is extremely needed to hear because most of, I guess, the way that I grew up in our generation is from people in different generations speaking into us with things that they've heard before, or mm -hmm. I've had friends tell me, you know what, my whole life I grew up with a moment on the lips, whatever that oh, quote yeah, is, yeah, forever on, on the hips, hips. yeah, <laughs> things like that. And I really struggle with, with thinking about, I, I struggled with knowing that what I eat 
it's not going to change who what makes me what I look like the next day so drastically that I'm going to hate that food mm-hmm. and it's just the culture you're in the place you live makes a difference the background oh. your family has makes a huge difference the school you go mm-hmm. to the style of clothing you're interested in wearing and when I really thought about even just fashion like I actually do love comfortable clothing more it's not mm-hmm. that just because I gained weight because I started birth control or was in a stressful season mm-hmm. it's not it's not I'm trying to fit in certain things that I don't actually even want to fit in or feel good at and there's other yeah. sizes so do you totally. have any any tips for your clothes are changing because they don't fit a certain way and mm-hmm. it's almost summer mm-hmm. things are looking <laughs> things are looking nice and and sunny and bright how do you show up confidently because I know you do this online and you do this in real life and mm-hmm. I think people can learn from yeah just the confidence of the mindset that you have when it comes to this yeah yeah so that's so normal feeling like especially with seasons changing our bodies are beautiful amazing things and they change with the seasons which I think is a really cool thing that just like just in relation to everything the fact that our bodies also change as seasons change is something that's so beautiful and that our like society tells us like oh don't gain weight over winter don't pack on those pounds but I think those that's just like another diet culture thing that we need to unlearn but when it comes to like, yes, springs, it's springtime now, summer is around the corner, and there's a lot more messaging that, okay, like bikini body, all of these types of things. And this was what would really get me. It still gets me now. I still have to like see those things and be like, no, I don't mm-hmm. need to change my body for summer. But if my body is still constantly changing on my journey as well, um, I've been, yeah, like rec- healed my relationship food with food for the past three or so years now um my, I've healed my relationship f- with food for the past three or so years now and my body has changed throughout that journey and so some of my clothes from last summer don't fit me this summer and I was going through the exact same thing it's always jean shorts like those are always the one yes. that <laughs> never fits which it, it drives me crazy but now I just laugh about it and so um when I put those jean shorts on and I recognize that they're they're not gonna fit I take them off. I all I like take a moment and be like, it's okay that you're feeling all of these things and you're feeling all this pressure to change. And I just kind of like let let it go. And I I think about um first of all like who why who is profiting from me feeling this way? So, pe- like the diet companies are profiting from me feeling this way. All like of these like internalized systems, beauty culture, like everything mm-hmm. is profiting. And so it doesn't I I think of that to like kind of like make me mad and be like yeah you know what I don't need to go on a diet to fit into these jean shorts I can literally just consign these jean shorts sell them on Facebook marketplace or donate them whatever works best for you and get a pair that fits I think that's the Mm -hmm. main thing I used to always keep them because I was like I felt yes also it's hard it's a you've spent money especially when you're in high school like Money is a thing that probably is hard. Like you're just starting your first jobs, like Mm -hmm. depending on where you're at financially. And so like spending money on a pair of shorts is it's an investment. And then the fact that they don't fit it, it's a hard like thing to let go of. But thank God to Facebook Marketplace, you can sell them and then use that money to buy a pair that fits you better because Mm -hmm. it is such a weight off your shoulders putting on clothes that fit and that are fitting you comfortably and that you put them on and they make you feel confident because I was the exact same way I used to dress in a way that 
I thought other people would value me more for. So like I yes. thought I would dress in a way for validation, like validation, um, words of affirmation are my love language. So like when I, I lived for compliments and so I would dress in whatever I thought would get me the most compliments. Mm-hmm. And I've had to relearn that, oh no, wearing those clothes actually don't make me feel good. I have a sensitive stomach. If I have jeans that on that are too tight, I get so bloated. Yes. And it's like literally... <laughs> pains me to wear them so I just recently went shopping and I bought jeans in a size higher than I've ever bought them before and I was out wearing them this past weekend and I was like oh my god these are so comfortable I love wearing them I feel so good in them because they're fitting my body Mm. and it's just a way better feeling so I feel like that was really rambly but throw out no that was perfect or consign whatever doesn't fit for you and then find clothes like you were saying that feel comfortable and make you feel confident if you one of the main things I do when I'm shopping now is like if it's not like if you're not like hell yes like I really want to buy this like this is like it makes you pumped then I don't buy it or if I think like Mm. oh I should text my friend and see what they think about this I'm like no it's for me it doesn't matter what they think about it so if you have any kind of things being like oh I wonder what someone else would think I would I would say nope don't get it. Get things like, cause you know, when you find things shopping that like you absolutely love. And so only get those things. Cause that's, what's going to make you feel your best. That's really, really great advice. I, I feel like you need your own show. I'm like, you do have, <laughs> you do have plenty of content that people can look through. And I love, I love how you approach it in a way that's humorous, but also extremely real. And we don't want to shy away from topics that are, that are real. And I appreciate that. And yeah, there's so many, so many things that you said that I think would resonate with people. And I encourage people to re-listen to the same episode because you want to, this is one of the episodes that it's worth it to take notes or to, <laughs> and it's funny because I'm like, I don't think she realizes that she's dropping practical wisdom. She's <laughs> dropping, it's just so natural how it comes out of, of just your heart. Oh, so that's thank you. really, really amazing to see you be passionate about it and to be studying it as well something that I think we forget is that there are professionals and there are people who are educated and like you mentioned with your advice taking advice from people who haven't studied nutrition or dietitians is is so common because we go with branding we go with products that we see we go with the ads that we get and personally I've noticed it's very similar my stomach is sensitive so I get bloated by certain things. I haven't even figured out what they are. First, mm-hmm. they thought it was all thyroid problems. Then it could have been a food sensitivity. Mm-hmm. Where should people go if they are noticing certain things? They're like, maybe I'm sensitive to lactose. One day my stomach looks like I could be three months pregnant. Mm-hmm. And some days I wake up and I'm like, oh, wow, like I'm not bloated today. It feels great. But where yeah. should we go if we are unsure? Yeah. Bloating is like one of the most complex things. And uh, just like another thing that I find for myself too, or, or that you can probably relate to your time of the month that also really impacts bloating and stress levels. So there's like so many different factors, mm. but I would um, search in whatever area you're in, or you could go to a virtual one, but uh, like either a gut health dietitian or some some sort of dietitian that specializes in gut health because that's really related to bloating and um there's so many different things that can impact it especially also if anyone can has ibs that their if their doctor has told them that um finding 
bloating and like food insensitivities and all that stuff. This is an area that like dietitians, there's so many smart um, dietitians out there that would love mm-hmm. to help um, anyone listening with that. So I would, I would Google that. And there's some, there's some great ones on Instagram too, just for like pa- practical quick tips. If you can't afford to go to a dietitian, so many people mm-hmm. have great free resources as well. Yeah. I also enjoy how you share about the food that you love. You're a foodie. You mm-hmm. like to make food, you like to share food recommendations. If somebody's listening right now and they have maybe a negative relationship with food, do you have any advice for just the quick, the quick, maybe I don't feel like eating today or maybe my friends grow to eat and I feel uncomfortable ordering because I know the maybe the effects that I've seen happen in my body or how can I improve my relationship with food, would you say? Yeah, um, improving your relationship with food. First of all, recognizing that your relationship with food is kind of off in the first place is such a huge, wonderful step. And then um, just one of the main things that I talk about um, on my page too is just raising your awareness around how different foods make you feel. And so if if it's... I'm just trying to think of something I ate recently. Um, I don't know. So say I had ice cream from like my favorite ice cream store. And um, it was something that I thought I like, there's a lot of negative connotations around having desserts and things like that. And so I was afraid I would feel guilty after eating it. But if you're in the moment, if you're enjoying the food and like, when I say think of the way it makes you feel like how is it impacting your mental health are you smiling are you with friends right now connecting over Mm -hmm. this food are you having a are you having a good time and so if there's all those things that are making like that are bringing joy for you I think that food is an amazing food and um that's helping improve your food relationship too is taking away those um labels around food that you may have Mm -hmm. and um Yeah. So I think just like raising awareness and kind of like looking at your own food relationship and how do you want to view food? And um, yeah, I think on my page, if you're struggling with your food relationship, I post a lot about that. And I try to be Mm -hmm. a really like supportive, welcoming, relatable space for people. So if you find you are struggling with your relationship with food, um, I'd love to have you in like the community that I have. And, um, if you ever have any questions, you can DM me or email me. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you so much for offering that. I love food as a means to connect with people. Yes. And definitely when I go to different countries and talk with people from different cultures, you really notice a difference on how that is a priority is connecting Ooh. over food. Mm-hmm. Celebrations are done over food. Traditions mm-hmm. are done over food. Ceremonies include food. And it's and it's so beautiful to see that when you're in the moment and you're feeling joy and comfort and just the connection with other people, nobody's really thinking about how many calories are in this. And, totally. oh, this is considered a dessert. Oh, this is fried. So it means it's bad. It's just we're together. We're enjoying yeah. community. Yes, exactly. And exactly what you're saying too. So many, that's like one of the beautiful things about traveling is that you get to see all these different cultures, foods and flavors and spices and how the ways that they cook their food. And it's just so beautiful. Food is so much more than just these tiny little nutrients that feed our body. Food is exactly what you're saying. Like it's connection, it's joy, it's meeting new people, it's trying new things. It's, 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 it's pleasure. Like it's so many positive things. Oh, I 100% agree. 
something that I wanted to ask you as we close off our conversation was what if you find yourself in a friend group or you have a friend or you know somebody who is maybe struggling with just their body image or an eating disorder Mm -hmm. or just you notice something have you ever found yourself in that place where you're maybe out of it and you see somebody else in it how can we support somebody in a way that's not intrusive or in a way that is not going to make things maybe worse totally um first of all i'd say from a personal experience when i was really struggling with my um like relationship with food and with an eating disorder um i found that a lot sometimes they can go really hidden because um not a lot of the habits and behaviors I had around food and exercise are actually like complemented in our society and encouraged in our society. And so I would say, um, I wish someone would have checked in on me and noticed, Hey, I recognize you're not hanging out with us as much anymore. Or you're like, I don't ever see you eating around us. Or you did three workouts today. Like what's going on? Like if I think mm-hmm. just like a, a check-in in a non-judgmental way, just saying like, Hey, how are you doing lately? Like I just, I've just noticed you can even just say like something's been off or um, yeah. any, just a small non-judgmental check-in is it can go so far. And if you are someone that has struggled with your relationship with food yourself and you recognize it in someone else, I, one of the things that helped me initiate my recovery was having a friend that messaged in our group chat saying, Hey guys, I just want to let you know, I've been struggling with binge eating and she just kind of opened up and was vulnerable with us. And then a couple of years down the road, even though I had been struggling all that time as well, it took me um, longer to feel comfortable sharing and to recognize that I needed help. And mm-hmm. so I reached out to her and asked her who she went to for help. And so mm. being that person um, can be super, super impactful and you and you never know what someone's going through. So I think, um, yeah, being vulnerable and just being a support system and and that person, they might not be ready to reach out now, but when they are, they'll they'll know that you're in their corner. And um, I think the only time when it would be different is if you're really concerned if someone's um, showing medical signs, like if they're fainting, um, if if there's just different things that you're really worried about their health in the moment right now, then I would probably talk to um, like someone that they would feel comfortable with, like a teacher, mm-hmm. um, one of their parents, someone that's in a position that can um, like get them the help that they need. Yeah, it's so much better to have that vulnerability you're you're someone who is directly impacted by somebody who is willing to be vulnerable with mm-hmm. what they're going through and it might feel like you know maybe sh- your friend shared that and and didn't see anybody say hey I'm also struggling with that I, totally. like what, what your advice is it took time mm-hmm. and I think that's important for us when we're talking about mental health about relationships with food binge eating mm-hmm. diets body dysmorphia all the different things that as humans we we can end up struggling with mm-hmm. the the impact that we can have on supporting each other is so it's huge and that's why having this conversation with you was really important to me and I know that a lot of our audience all all ages and stages and genders are going to appreciate just hearing some of your practical advice and your personal experience so thank you so much for doing this yeah um a quick like disclaimer before I just want to say if someone is struggling with their relationship with food like once they do reach out to you um find a healthcare professional that specializes in food relationship 
eating disorders, disordered eating, wherever you're at on the spectrum, you're going to get so much better help if you find someone mm. that's specialized rather than just like going to someone that isn't. So if that's something that you can do, I just wanted to say that because I tried to get help when I was in my recovery journey from before on just like from talking to like a walk-in doctor and yeah. it was not helpful at all. So like once it, I only clicked once I found someone that I one connected with and, and she was specialized in eating disorder recovery. Mm -hmm. So yeah. It can be discouraging, I would say for young adults right now to you know, people are having a hard time getting family doctors or feeling like they are too shy to advocate for themselves. But mm -hmm. that's a really good reminder to go find the specific support that you need mm -hmm. and ask for recommendations, follow up. If you go somewhere like a walk-in clinic and, and that's just kind of the only thing you had at the time, I definitely suggest asking, do you have a specialist recommendation? Can you refer me? Even there's telehealth now also that totally. can kind of help you get a referral. And there's ways that I think overwhelm Gen Z and millennials because mm -hmm. we don't love phone calls. We don't yeah. love, we don't <laughs> love fighting for ourselves, but we need to, when it comes to our bodies and our health. So mm -hmm. thank you for that and, reminder. Yeah. And like your friend that whoever you reached out to or whoever you're with, like you guys can, you can do it with a buddy system, like have mm -hmm. someone else in your corner that's helping you. Cause yeah, the anxiety from having to do all of that alone, it's sometimes too much. So mm -hmm. yeah, having yeah. a support system is great. Aww. Well, where can people find you if they want to consume the great content and learn from <laughs> your content that I love? Yeah. So on Instagram and uh, TikTok, I'm at done with dieting and there's a period between done and with. So it's like done dot with dot dieting. Perfect. Um, and yeah. I I would love to if anyone has any questions from this or they just want to chat or anything like I absolutely love talking to people through my DMs or anything. So feel free to reach out. I'm an open book. Mm -hmm. It is so true. If you have a question, I have personal questions for Tony that I'm <laughs> going to message you after this call because you not only share just snippets of just truth that we're all dealing with, like, oh, I can relate, mm -hmm. but you also share fun things like, yeah, meal inspiration and just your journey with binge eating that's some that's a whole other topic this is why I feel like you need to do your own uh, <laughs> podcast or just keep posting what you're posting because it's incredibly needed in this space but personally I in this last week I've realized like oh wow when I'm stressed my habit is to binge eat like that mm -hmm. is it's just been a habit my whole life and yeah. it just is the reaction that I have I stay up late I sleep less move less mm -hmm. eat more so this is just I think a good opening conversation for re recognize what you're going through and what you're loving and then go from there and talk to a professional. Yeah, amazing. And I'm super excited because in um, at the end of June, so probably I'm aiming for around July to be launching my own services because I will be a registered dietitian then. So I literally yeah. cannot wait to like my passion is talking about this, helping people with their food and body relationships. So I can't wait for this summer when I'm <laughs> able to launch and be helping anyone who reaches out. Yeah. Yeah. You've put in a lot of hours, a lot of work, a lot of studying because it should be, I think it should be that way. Not everybody mm -hmm. should be able to give you the advice that you're going to be able to give without a lot of background knowledge. So we'll link everything in the show notes. And if anybody wants to reach out, I know you're an open book and I'm excited. A lot of people actually even have, depending on your insurance, you can have some sort of 
reimbursement sometimes for dietitians yeah. or work programs often will give you budget for wellness and health and definitely look into those options if you're worried that financial issues are what is stopping you from getting support. Mm-hmm. Great advice. Yeah, thank you. I just know because I'm in the thick of how do I get help? Where do I go? Yeah. I- I'm a young adult. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Oh my God. I feel that to my core. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Tony, for chatting and I hope you have a good rest of your day. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. This was so fun and I hope you have an amazing day too. You too. Bye. Bye.